You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode 1012, and we have a great show planned for you today. I'm super excited to have Sherelle Jackson. She's partner, COO, and CFO of Squire Milner, as well as the founder and CEO of Leadership in Hills. Bridging the gender gap in communications, I've invited Sherelle Jackson to Talk to me about Leadership and Heels, the series that she's created that helps to identify and helps people to understand why and what could be stopping them from reaching their full potential and and her work that she does here to give back in the Southern California and specifically the Orange County community. Uh, av- later this month, for the first time in Leadership in Heels history, they're going to be featuring an all-male panel of community leaders for what they've titled, He Said she said, I've asked Sherelle to come today to talk about her professional background as well as share more about her organization, Leadership in Heels. Sherelle, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you so much, Rick, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. Let's start simply. Can you think of an interesting or an indicative story about your professional career that's kind of got you where you are today? And if so, would you share that with our audience, please? Well, let's see. There are so many things that have gotten me here today. Okay. Some would be positive and some not so positive. That's, I think that's you, the truth, you right? You grow from each and every experience right. that you um, go through. But I guess if I had to choose one experience that got me here today, it would include resilience, tenacity, <laughs> failure, and success. So let's see if, if, if we <laughs> think one, about huh? just one. Uh, an experience that got me here today would be the opportunity to say yes. And um, that encompasses a number okay. of things that I've gone through throughout my career. And what I mean by that is that when I started my career at Squire Milner, I started there as the controller. And it is an overall process that I went through in terms of how I chose to show up each day. And that was by experiencing the opportunity to make a difference. And I think that we all have opportunities to uh, elevate our careers when we are comfortable operating in our sweet spot, whether we're asked or not, and Uh we can say yes to the opportunity to make a difference. I see. And so... There were experiences such as when I first started there and recognizing that there were opportunities to create process and procedure. Mm. And so by saying yes to those opportunities, because I saw the need, it elevated my career and allowed me an opportunity to have some visibility to the managing partner. There were times when there were things that weren't operating in a manner that were the most efficient Mm -hmm. and me being unafraid to bring that to the table. Right. In spite of how it might have made someone look or feel, created an opportunity to elevate my career and thus land me the opportunity that I'm in today. As COO and CFO. Yes. Right. Which is a a career progression from the controller position. Absolutely. So so let me ask you about saying yes. Did you bring that philosophy with you when you first came to Squire Milner? Or was that something in the position that you decided, I'm going to do this life experiment and I'm going to say yes? I definitely would have to say it probably was something that is innate in me, and I believe it's in everyone, but it's making the choice to operate outside of the fear. 
And so what I'd have to say is it wasn't necessarily that I was asked to do things because there are many times when I was afraid, but I was more afraid not to do. Okay. And so I guess to answer your question, I, I brought it to the table that there were opportunities to make a difference. And I think that we tend to segregate making a difference as far as philanthropy or at work. Right. But I think making a difference is making a difference, yes. whether you're at home, work, or in the community. Especially as a leader within an organization, because people are watching you and taking their cues from your actions and reactions, right? Absolutely. And you can inspire people to take risk and and be daring if you demonstrate a certain amount of vulnerability and willingness to take chances. I Absolutely. Think it's a leader as well. Absolutely, you can. And it doesn't have anything to do with your job title. Because to your point, when you asked the question about how um, I was able to get here, when I started saying yes, I wasn't the CFO or COO. Exactly. I wasn't a partner in the firm. And so sometimes we, in my opinion, we miscategorize leadership based on a job title. But I think anybody who yeah. has an ability to make a difference is a leader. Right. And so those opportunities that you take to say yes might elevate your position or give you another title. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is your ability to make a difference can start at any position that you're in. Exactly. And regardless of the role you're in, the time you've been with the company, matter of fact, I think sometimes the newer employees who demonstrate this behavior can be found out by other employees who would like to do the same thing, but maybe the culture hasn't allowed it until somebody who new comes in and maybe begins to change that culture a little bit, one person at a time. So, Absolutely. And it's interesting you say that um, because I was talking with an employee today during a review, and she talked about um, an opportunity to grow. And I said, well, you have an opportunity to grow. You just have to take it. <laughs> and so Find to it, the extent yeah. that you want more for your position and your life, then you have to operate in more. Right. And then that's where you become recognized right. because we're always looking for exceptional people, right? Can we ring the gong, please? And and the loyal listeners know that when they hear the sound of the gong, you're on Critical Mass Radio Show. That means if they're listening to the podcast, they can rewind it for 30 seconds and pick up what Sherelle just said because I think people who wait until they get the position to behave like they have that position are missing the opportunity of leading from where they are today. You know, it's funny you say that. I think the best thing that you can do in order to achieve what it is that you desire is to start. Yeah. Right? Right. And do it in a respectful way of the organization, but do it with the con- – you used the word confidence several times so far in this interview. And we're talking with Sherelle Jackson. She's the she's a partner and COO and CFO of Squire Milner and the founder and CEO of Leadership in Heels, which is an excellent organization, which we're going to be talking about in the next block. I only have a, a few minutes left in this segment, but Sherelle, could you – we've been talking about your role in Squire Milner. Could you tell our audience who may not know or be familiar with the brand – what is Squire Milner? Well, Squire Milner is the most outstanding CPA firm in the nation. And I just happen to be blessed to be a partner of COO and CFO there. But we are a full-service regional CPA firm that is headquartered here in Orange County. We have offices in San Diego counties, L.A. and County, which includes West L.A. and Encino. Mm-hmm. And um, we also have office in the Cayman Islands. And we are full-service, public, private in a multitude of industry and we we compete with the big four and we are the firm that when you need someone to help you with your tax accounting business litigation wealth management financial services business consulting forensic accounting anything that has to do with finance and accounting square milner is your answer well that's a that's excellent the way you said that and i want to ask you what's it like to be the cfo 
for an accountancy. I mean, you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Without me having to say any more? I do. What's that role like? It's interesting because um, I love that question. And what it's like is probably the most challenging thing that I've ever had to accomplish within my career. Sure. Because when you are a CFO for CPAs, I always say you don't present information, you prove it. (laughs) And one of the things that it does working for CPAs is that it constantly, constantly challenges you to be better than you were before. Because oftentimes in regular organizations, you're the CFO. And the buck stops with you. I mean, you are the person. You're the final authority, right? Exactly. But when you are working for CPAs, they are constantly challenging you to ensure that you know what you're doing and what you're doing is what's right for the organization. So there is never a dull moment as a CFO or a CPA. Yeah, I would think there's a lot of people who have their own opinions. Absolutely. Based on their training and their expertise. All day they're consulting with CFOs or your clients, I would think. Absolutely. So it's one thing. You better have those numbers (laughs) right. And if you don't, you will hear about you it. You will, yes, you yes. Will. All right. Well, we're going to take our first commercial break here, and it's a short one. It's actually just something for one of the products or services that Rick Franzi, my, me or my firm, Critical Mass, does. When, when we come back, Cheryl, I want to switch hats now and talk with you as the founder and CEO of Leadership in Heels. Can we do that? Absolutely. All right. Can. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after this word from me. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know informed about our guests is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. That's all we do with your email address, and the way you can give it to us is go to our company's website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. At the bottom of any page, at the bottom of any page, is a join our mailing list box. Simply type in your email address, hit subscribe. Like magic, you'll start receiving our weekly newsletter with information about our great guests like Sherelle Jackson, as well as special insights from me. And again, the only thing we do with your email address is add you to our weekly newsletter, and that is all. All right, we're back. And I said at the break I wanted to focus this block on the organization that you started, which you titled Leadership in Hills. So let's kind of go back to the beginning. Why did you decide to start like you weren't busy enough. Why did you decide to start Leadership in Heels? You know, the reason why I decided to start Leadership in, knee, in Heels is simply because there was a need. Okay. There is a disparity in our environment for women, female leaders. And I think that it is important for women to know that you can still wear your heels and lead. And okay. sometimes women tend to believe that they need to step into the shoes of a man or they need to change who they are as a female in order to lead an organization. And also, I would say that many women don't categorize themselves as leaders if they are not necessarily running a business. And I believe Mm -hmm. as the mother of a home, as a caretaker of a parent, as a friend, if you have one person in your life that you influence, then you are a leader. And hence, that's why we started Leadership in Heels. And if you have a daughter or a niece... 
Absolutely. or a mentee. I mean, it never stops, right? Well, There's always an opportunity. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that believe that, um, you know, women have knowledge. Men have power. And together, we are a powerful source. Okay. And if women were to use the knowledge that we have, which the Bible calls wisdom, then we are major difference makers. Mm-hmm. And so when we start to embrace the power that we have in our family, in our homes, in our community, and in the workplace, we recognize the difference that we can make as leaders. Mm-hmm. And so that is also one of the reasons why I felt that it was just necessary to have a safe place for people to come and have authentic conversation about matters of the hearts that penetrate the mind, stimulate the heart, and give you tools to pivot your life Amen, huh? I love it. All right. So how long did you deliberate on the name? And how did you come up with Leadership in Heels? Well, I didn't deliberate on the name at all. Um, Many, many years ago, I was asked to speak to a room full of people as a female leader to represent female leaders. And I had never spoken before. I was falling behind what uh, was categorized as these very professional speakers. That's intimidating. And the first thing I got up and said is that, first of all, I'm not a speaker, but I am a leader in heels. And so... Wow. That was my first so like talk organically. that I did. Uh, and then, you know, many years later, I had some amazing friends, Rhonda Sortino and Alex Sortino and um, Victoria Collins and Russ Williams. And they encouraged me to start a speaker series so that we could have an authentic place to share. Uh-huh. And um, hence, I started Leadership in Hills back in 2015. Okay, so you, 2015, rather. Wow. So um, you've used some words to describe the in-room experience, the most recent one was authentic so why is that what is required of the people that you bring in to speak to talk to the audience that's there what what are you telling them that is your reason for the organization and sort of what are you expecting from the panelists or the speakers well you know the most important piece is that you don't come to the table thinking that you are the smartest person in the room but you come to the table being one of the most vulnerable people in the room and i think that the ability to penetrate hearts comes from our authentic way of telling the story of our lives and the failures that we've gone through so that we can help others avoid it Mm -hmm. and you can only do that through being vulnerable and so when you're able to be vulnerable you then can make a difference in someone else's life and give them the encouragement to feel safe enough to be vulnerable so your experience is that vulnerability of the panel of the speakers is more motivating and makes a deeper connection to the audience vulnerability and authenticity okay i think that those two make a difference in most of the events that we go through i go to i mean you know rick we attend a lot of events it's about the five keys to success or the seven (laughs) tools to effective communication and at the end of the day really who cares i need to know what happened to you and how did you get to where you are right tell me a little bit about your pain points right and how did you overcome them and let's not pretend like they're not going to be there okay and so when we start to tell the authentic truth and then provide some tangible tools to help others now we're making a difference excellent and um have you what is the makeup of the audience that attends leadership in hills i don't want to predetermine that you tell me who comes to your events well Anybody who has a desire to be better than they were when they came are okay. the people that come. And it's male, female. It is anywhere from CEOs and C-level executives down to a homemaker. Okay. It is for young adults and those in college who have come up to elderly. Mm-hmm. You know, it is about anybody who strives to be an effective leader at home, at work, and in the community. Okay. And 
Tell me the type of, we're going to talk specifically about an event. The good news is, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this live or as a podcast in in July of 2017, you may have an opportunity to participate, although I understand it is sold out. It is sold out, but we got something special coming right behind you. Okay, great, great. Mm -hmm. So, um... What type of events do you put on then? Well, the way that Leadership in Hills is structured is I um, have a theme for each event, and then we highlight a person in business, and we donate a portion of the proceeds to a nonprofit. So real quickly, some of the events have been um, Design Your Life, Start Something Big, where we had an amazing keynote speaker who wrote the book Design Your Life. We then highlighted an architectural designer, and then we donated a portion of the net proceeds to Big Brothers Big Sisters, who's tagline was start something big we had another event called um let's see um gosh i'm drawing a blank we've had how often so many how often do you do them uh, we do them three times a year. Okay. So we do them in March, uh-huh. in July, okay. and then in November. All right. And if, if the listening audience is in Southern California, where do you hold these events? Right now, we're holding these events at the Center Club. Okay. And as you mentioned, our next event is July 27th. But I'm proud to say that we are growing or outgrowing the Center Club. So who knows where we'll be in 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, well, because we said this, the, the event on the 27th is sold out. It is sold out. Okay. And, and I assume that's typical of your well, events it is but you know what's uh, what's atypical is the fact that we are sold out three weeks before the event date and <laughs> so that is <laughs> that a blessing yes. and as a result of that we started the conversation he said she said bridging the gender communication gap between a man and a woman a couple of weeks ago okay because as you mentioned this event is going to be about why we have these breakdowns in communication between a man and a woman and more importantly what can we do to overcome that because we are better together and so we have this outstanding group of male panels with mm-hmm. you yourself being one of them oh. who are going to tell the authentic truth about their most difficult communication with a woman uh-huh. and then also what are some of the things that they've learned that they could do better we're also going to allow the audience to ask some questions and talk about some of the breakdowns that they've had in communication but more importantly the tools that they've learned to better communicate at work at home and in our community mm-hmm. but because because the event is sold out and it's been such a high demand, we're going to continue the conversation on August 2nd from 5 to 7 p.m. Okay. So we're looking at our location and um, we're excited to announce that we will be continuing that conversation on August 2nd. So, so that is outstanding. Do you, do you think you've hit on, it sounds like then you've hit on something that's resonating with a lot of people here in Southern California. Well, I think it's a lot of people in the world because right. at the end of the day, the biggest breakdown between a man and a woman is communication, right? Right. It's like, I said this, but you heard what? Right. <laughs> so, how could you, yeah. Yeah, what right. did you mean when you said that? Or what about. Well, why are you asking me that now? Right. A woman right. comes up with something and the man's mind is completely different. Right. And so we need to learn how to embrace the differences between the two of us so we can be more effective. And ultimately, if we can do that, then we're better leaders. So earlier you said uh, men have power, but women have knowledge, which is also called wisdom. W- w- can you put a little more around what you mean when you said that? Well, what I mean is that, you know, I'm unashamed to to mention that I am a Christian and I believe in the Word of God and I also believe that when you read the Word of God, it talks about wisdom and wisdom being she and she is knowledge. You also talk here the Word of God talk about power and power being he. And oftentimes we um, get uh, misdirected on what our gifts and talents are. Okay. I mean, ultimately, wisdom is powerful, but if we can recognize the fact that you are stronger than 
than I am physically, and you may be smarter than I am in some ways, but I also bring a level of wisdom to the table. Mm-hmm. And when we can start to utilize the wisdom that we have as a gift to our men to embrace us, then together we're more powerful. Right. I work for a man. I am his eyes. And so I have an opportunity to share some things with him that he may not see. Mm. My job is to cover his blind spots. Right. And it's okay. But if he will allow me to do that, and then I will embrace what his role is, together we're a powerful piece. And that's why Squire Milner is so outstanding. We have some amazing men and women at Squire Milner that work well together. Mm -hmm. And Leadership in Heels is trying to equip men and women to work well together. Embrace what we bring to the table and not be challenged with what we don't right oh that's outstanding uh we're we only have oh boy we only have a few minutes left through all the time it's just gone too too fast for me but i did did not want you to get out of here without asking in all the roles that you've had whether it's as the leader and founder of leadership in heels or squalor milner do you have a core philosophy what we call here on critical mass radio show a guiding principle a, a belief system that you bring to whatever leadership role you have that enables you to kind of have an impact and then also kind of lead and grow the organization in the right direction i think that I've, as i've gotten older i think my core philosophy is just to be true to who i am and walk in my purpose um, I recognize that my purpose is to make a difference, and I've learned to be uh, what I call um, comfortable being uncomfortable Okay. because I'm different. And so uh, what my guiding principle is that I'm not going to always be perfect, but I'm going to strive to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the right thing is uncomfortable. You lose relationships. It's not always easily embraced. But at the end of the day, to do right by others is to do right by myself and so those are the core principles in which I live by to tell the truth to be vulnerable to be authentic and to care enough to risk the relationship and so um, that's really the way that I live my life and and it's working out in my favor and even when it isn't I choose to say it is (laughs) (laughs) that's the attitude all right if someone would like to learn more about both organizations. So we'll start with Squire and Milner first. How do they find you online? Where would they go? SquireMilner.com is our website. Can and you spell they that? can S Q U A R M I L N E R. So if you are to look up Squire Milner on the internet, that's mm-hmm. where you would find us. Okay. And then for Leadership in Heels, yes. uh, we're all over social media Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And then you can also reach me on ShirelleJackson.com. That's S-C-H-A-R-R-E-L-L-J-A-C-K-S-O-N.com. And you'll see information about me personally and Leadership in Heels. Well, this has been all that I could have asked for. You're a great guest. You made the time fly. You gave a lot of great information. Love your organization. Very proud to be associated with you. I want to thank you for being a friend of the program and a part of the Critical Mass community, Cheryl Jackson. Well, I thank you for the opportunity, and I look forward to you being one of our outstanding panelists on July 27th. Cannot wait. All right, I'd like to thank our engineer for today's show, none other than Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunnally, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about this radio show podcast or my firm and the CEO peer groups that I lead, visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 